Welcome to Bottled Soccer Talk. This is bottle number 41. I'm Nestor, joined here by Henry. And uh, we're two guys, two mics, two pints. And we're here to talk about some football again. Yes, sir. It's that time, man. It is that time, man. Uh, you know, every Wednesday, as per usual, uh, international break, but we're still studying. We're still keeping <laughs> up with the game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good A lot of good games. Um, I mean... Not really in Europe, and we're going to touch on that later, but, um, you know, a lot of players showing out. I feel like this has allowed a lot of players to get some new form again. Um, you know, McGinn is balling, Susek, me, even Mitrovic is bagging braces. It's, it's cool <laughs> yeah, to see. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you you just said it. Uh, it's not, the Europe is not always that competitive as far as qualifying goes. Right. Um, well, let's talk about that. Uh, I feel like when you talk about Europe, you're talking about like the tip top competition. All the best clubs are there. All the best players play in Europe. Um, it's like, it's an aspiration for everybody from for the rest of the world uh, to play in England, Spain, Italy, Germany. Uh, but as far as qualifying goes, for for national international play, uh, I don't know, man. It's yeah. kind of a kind of boring it is it is um it sucks because uh when there's not a level playing field between two sides Mm -hmm. um it just really emphasizes how bad a country is there's like the aspect of wanting to respect your opponent there's the aspect of players playing a little more careful than they probably would uh just to not injure themselves against say gibraltar or san marino yeah or Kosovo, whatever whatever team that barely has, if you can even say a professional. Um, wow, uh, John Stones, man, he he. It's very yeah. atypical of him this season, huh? No, it's funny because when I saw this turnover, I he hasn't had a play like this, not once for City this year, but yeah, it just kind of shows that whatever system that. <laughs> Guardiola's implementing for him where he already has has a pass found at that moment where he turns the ball over. That was you know, more of a misdribble though. Yeah, he no, was, yeah, yeah. But that he was, very he was caught he was caught sleeping there. But I feel like that level of communication that they have at City doesn't exist yet on this back line. But they'll learn. It's like little it's why you make these mistakes now. Yeah. So it doesn't bite you later, you know? Yeah. Um but anyway, like I was saying that there that players may be playing a little more careful. Um not familiar with each other on top of everything. Uh, but I don't know, just it just makes for like a very cold and I don't know. There's not a whole lot of passion there, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know, the passion is there on behalf of the weaker sides, but with the with the bigger teams, I feel like they're not really ours. You're, you're looking at players who've played Champions League finals and things mm-hmm. like that. Like it doesn't mean much to them. Albeit, you know, on the other hand, there's people that will say it does give a chance to teams that aspire to reach those heights one day. Yeah. Um, which uh, is nice, but, you know, it, it, for, for the viewer's sake, it's not the best thing. I mean, how many teams like, for example, Gabon or um, I don't even know, Poland at this point uh, that have one really good player? Sun. And the yeah. Re- yeah, Korea. Korea yeah. yeah. And the rest are, I don't even know if they're playing championship level. Yeah. 
football. You know, there's there's not very many uh, uh, countries like that where you can say, oh, we might aspire to that one day. And that one guy's gonna drag us out of the mud. That's not. No, nah, no. Nah. That doesn't exist in in most teams. I, I think if you're not good now, or you don't have a history of being good, or or even showing that you can be good at some point, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> Gibraltar, San Marino. I'm sorry, son. You're you're never gonna. I think people look at Iceland and be like, "See, look, we can do it." Or Greece. Mm-hmm. That's why they're special. They happen very few times, and. By the way, Iceland didn't even win shit that year. That's the thing. They don't play, like, any type of, you know... They were shithousing. Yeah, it's not revolutionary <laughs> they, football. They were shithousing, too. Was it the, the semis? Yeah. Did they make it to the semi, or...? No, no, yeah, they did. They, they made yeah, they it to the semis. they shithoused their way to the semifinal in the Euros. And in Greece, was all, they were just a, a very good defensive side that wasn't playing football. They were just playing, like, that defense and score off a set piece or just uh, hoof a long ball up to Samaras former city player um but uh yeah man it's like it's it's not really entertaining but i i do get the other side of it for example my family's from el salvador right small country just for them to even have a chance to qualify for an elimination to get into the world cup is is special so i mean i seeing it from that perspective for for a a country that doesn't aspire to doing great things because various reasons um yeah you know, I see that side of it, too, like the narrative of it. But um, the problem is what's happening now is that you already know who's going to make it, you know. So it just becomes uh, super predictable. Although there have been a few surprising results like yeah, Macedonia today, you mm-hmm. know, against And that Germany. happens. That's football. Yeah, that's football. Um, but Look um, at the FA Cup. I mean, 10 years ago. Yeah. It's these extra games that, you you know, you risk players' uh, health as well. Yeah, but, and you don't need to against... Hungary or or Andorra, you Andorra, know? you know, um, those kind of countries. You don't need to risk it against them. Yeah, I, I did like the idea of being pitched around, or like the way they do the Nations League, where they have a Group A tier and then uh-huh. a B tier and then a C tier. Yeah, that's well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, get like a qualify to qualify. Yeah, like let the Gibraltars yeah. eliminate themselves amongst the San Marinos and mm-hmm. you know like that. Yeah, while the other guys still play each other and. Uh, and then they can meet up somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Or yeah. join join them or something. Whatever. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. But I don't want to see just as much as I don't want to see England play San Marino, I don't want to see San Marino playing against Andorra. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> you know? They're just it's not football. Um they're they're guys playing probably in fifth, sixth tier. Yeah, if that part-time footballers, it, it is. It's it's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess you know, uh, on on this side of the globe, the international games have been a little bit more exciting, or maybe more competitive. I don't know. The other day I saw Cuba versus Saint Kitts. Oh yeah, or or I saw. Did you see Japan versus uh, Mongolia? Fourteen nil. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's like, another example. It's like yeah, it is. It is crazy because it is happening globally. Yeah, um, exactly. But then the other day I sat down and watched the uh, the Olympic qualifiers for El Salvador versus Honduras. Oh, no, uh, Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Man, the, the uh, U23, was, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the yeah. uh, Olympics uh, to, to make it. And, uh, man, the, it was just so much action. But it was just chaos and absolute shit. Yeah. So while it wasn't very, like... Uh, 
fulfilling in, in football sense and in entertainment. Like if you if you muted it, no commentary, and sped it up a little bit, and then put the you know, yeah. it would be kind of funny. Yeah, because there was like a there was an instance where it was just ping pong basically. They were just long ball after long ball, dudes running and crashing into each other. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's like the antithesis of like Guardiola's play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he must. Well, imagine I, I him watching that. Because, like what he like he he'd probably be like grinding his teeth watching just, that. Just <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you anything you need to know. Just yeah. turn it off. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, that's my whole spiel on uh, on the uh, bullshit of the Euro qualifying. Or was it World Cup qualifying? Yeah. World Cup qualifiers from uh, Europe. Oh, wow. What a mess. There's another team. Is this San Martino? Yeah. I guess Albania. Yeah. Albania. Hmm. They have produced some good players. Well, produced descendants of... <laughs> Their Albania. best player is literally their keeper. Um, I know him because he plays for like Fiorentina, I think. I thought you were gonna say for the for the Manchester City reserves or something. Oh, no, no, I wish. That dude is nice, Strakosha. Okay. Uh, anyways, but yeah, man, it's been okay. Some some decent games, you know. Like I feel like some of the games Mexico's played in have been pretty like competitive. Competitive uh, unnecessarily. Yeah. Yeah, and you know that's that's why you play these games. Look, lucky for them, it's just friendlies right now, and you know Tata has time to you know choose the lineup. This is another thing that I've really disliked about this um, international break is that the Olympic qualifiers are happening at the same time that there's qualifying games for the World Cup. At the yeah, same there's different um, yeah different points of focus for clubs. Yeah, so like for example, the U.S. has to split their player pool between U23 sub base and then. Uh, the professional team and then clubs like El Salvador I mean clubs uh, nations like El Salvador ba- barely even have the capacity to you know produce two teams like that so yeah exactly it's just like it, it's really dumb it, it feels like they're trying to cram so much football into one um, you know and, international and I think it's because break. of the whole COVID thing it is yeah, yeah totally but and, it sucks they, they should have organized it a lot different a definitely, lot more different um, you know but there's money to be made uh, hopefully by the end of the year stadiums are going to be open and they're going to need these games to happen so you could tell they're really uh, focused on that from, from a governing body perspective yeah um, aren't uh, international breaks only two games usually yeah, but uh, they they extended this international break. Uh, normally by this weekend they would have already been back at with their clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, they added an extra game, which you know I, I get it. I'm not mad at. It. Um, but the whole thing about the U23 comps and all these these different severities of tournaments happening, yeah. I don't like it. I thought that could have been planned out better. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, tell me one team that doesn't have a couple of top under 20 23 or under players mm-hmm. on the first team right, right i don't think anybody's at full strength when when you are supposed to divide them that way right you know even uh i, I was seeing like oh this guy's a legend uh panda napoli legend um but even like germany for example they've had to uh you know split some of their really good players onto the uh, onto the u21 team it's like shit you know yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. And on top of that, is the World Cup, I'm sorry, is the Olympics even that prestigious in a footballing sense? You know, I, I this, that's a good question. I think for, for countries that are constantly producing top talent at a young level, mm-hmm. 
um, I think it's a good, it's a great showcase. And it's always been that for me, just a showcase for young talent. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to be taking a 24-year-old serious in in that. Uh, You know, in fact, it's almost like a a shade if you're still playing Olympic football past 23. Uh, But it it is interesting, though, because um, like I was telling you earlier, I saw Aguero and and Messi win it way back when in, in, in Korea uh, you know, and then you see like the Brazil generation, Mexico as well, um, when they had a uh, Vela, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, I don't think he was there. I know uh, Gio was there, no? Um, or am I tripping? I think Jonathan was there. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, uh, what, okay. What was the dude? The dude, uh, Alan Pulido. Alan Pulido. I know he was yeah. part of it. I, yeah. I even well, they also allowed three uh, players that are over 23. Yeah, which is a weird rule Peralta. as well. Yeah, yeah Peralta it is was there. Um, I want to say Marco Fabian, like a, a few players that, that we know today. Yeah. Maybe even Guardado was there. But, yeah, one, they're weird rules, and two, yeah, it's like you said. Look at him. Is that Werner? Fucking bottler, dude. Damn. Wow. Yeah. We're watching the highlights of the Euros. <laughs> of the of the World Cup no, qualifiers. Cheeks. I'm going to have to bro. tweet that later, bro. That was so bad. He's a bottler, man. Ooh. Oh, what a... What you know, a that wouldn't have happened if Neuer was... No. Uh, if he was younger. If he was a U23. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, man. Oh, uh, this was Olympic qualifiers? No, oh, no, 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 no. That's for no. the World Cup. No, no, yeah, yeah. But um, it's... uh, Yeah, it's it's strange, man. Um, I mean, but that's that's my perspective on the Olympics. Well, how much, how much importance do you have on the, on the Olympics? Because I guess this ties into another topic that we wanted to talk about. Um, Josie Altador going off on a... Uh, Taylor Twel- Twelman? Twelman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. Like you started with the TW. I was like, tw- I was like ah, Taylor oh, Twelman. Man, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, nah, um, yeah, basically, Josie came out and... and to what? Uh, you know, came out and tweeted, uh, you know, basically coming at Taylor Twelman's neck. And the real reason why he was doing it was because of some offense he had felt from some comments that Taylor Twelman has progressively made over the years about Josie Altador. Despite Altador being the more accomplished striker, mm-hmm. uh, a striker who's played at top leagues in, you know, in England and Spain. Italy. In Italy as well. He's, he's been an MLS legend. I don't care what anybody says. His health has always been an issue. I, I understand that. Um, his politics has, have always been an issue with some U.S. supporters because he won't put his hand over his heart. Uh, shit like that. So you, you already know that that field of U, U.S. supporters are going to be on his neck. Right, so he's and, a Haitian, right? Yeah, of Haitian descent, and he's also what he really has done. Um, and he's not the only player. Demarcus Beasley as well, Eddie Johnson, Edson Buttle, even Zardes. But I mean, he's kind of served as a role model for you know African uh, African American players or you know black players as a whole. Outspoken, yeah. Yeah, and and so taking all that into account, he basically shot took some shots at Taylor Twelman for you know saying a. First of all, you were never as good as me to be criticizing me like this. Two, you know, you got into the game because of your connections and your privilege. And, really? And yeah, he, he said that, and and he called him a white boy. You know, he, he, he did go at him kind of hard, and I kind of wish he didn't do that because then you kind of lose some credibility with your argument. But I do feel that he was making a good point. Now, when you attack ad hominem, yeah, it, it kind yeah. of... Yeah, and I kind of takes did away feel bad from your message. Me. Yeah, yeah, like don't because I actually you know as a U.S. supporter myself, I like Taylor Twelman's takes a lot of the times. 
He's pretty much on point most of the times, but he does get a little outrageous at times. He overreacts. For example, the Olympic thing, not qualifying. That's what, that's what people were correlating the Josie Altidore coming at Tolman for. But that wasn't the case. It was because of the other shit that's happened in the past. But yeah, Taylor Tolman overreacted and had some harsh words for the U.S. Federation, the coaching. So what, the did, what, what did he say or, or, um, or why, did, uh, why did he go off on them for the Olympics? Oh, well, I mean, basically he just said, and I don't have the direct quotes, but he said that for a country of, of the U.S.'s size with the resources they have, they should be always in the Olympics. And he, he may be right. But this goes back into play when I'm telling you about the U23 split between the first national team and the U23. You can't have you can't have both. You can't have you know you can't do both of them. So yeah, you can't be qualifying. He's got to be a little bit tournaments. more. Yeah, exactly. He's got to be more conscious of that to understand that that's the reason why they didn't qualify. At the end of the day, the U.S. has has had a really strong international friendly break. You know. Uh, well, okay, so so that kind of also brings into question because I think. Out of the three games, only one was for World Cup qualifying. Right, right. And the the other two were uh, were friendly. Right. And then there was the uh, the uh, Olympic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So out of the out of those players that were playing in the Olympic, I'm sorry, the World Cup qualifier, those guys couldn't have gone to the Olympics. No, yeah, they they could only have picked one. Yeah. Oh shit! Um, so so why didn't they say uh, we can take this loss now for the World Cup and then? Well, that just kind of goes into it. Like how how important do you think the Olympics is, right? I mean, I thought it would have been cool to to put the U.S. on the map, right, as a golden generation that they claim to be, because I haven't seen it yet completely to fruition. Or let a few players play for the Olympics and then yeah, well that's the get thing. Get some veterans on the on the World Cup qualifier. Yeah, that's probably what they should have done. But, you know, you got to take the good with the good and the bad with the bad. They, yeah. They've performed really well. For me, the result against Jamaica, I, I was that was the most impressive one for me for the 4-1. Oh, yeah. Because of the fluidity of the attack, uh, the defense was good, for except for the little mental lapse that Kellen Acosta had. But, um, you know, and then the other two matches, uh, you know, Ireland, which North Ireland, which is not a, a serious footballing nation, if we're honest, but... They're they're better than the San Marinos of the world, I will say. And North Ireland, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, at least those guys are footballers. Exactly, they play in the prem. Some of them, some of them play in, in you know championship, whatever. But for me, the Jamaica result was the most impressive, and and that's what I care about most. I care about the national team. The Olympic team is cool, but it's like a developmental league for me. If that's if that's a way I can put it for you, the way that we have U twenties, U seventeen World Cups, the Olympics is like a U twenty three World Cup for me. Yeah. Yeah, you can say it that way. I know a lot of people don't really rate it that highly, and a lot of people also don't rate like the Confederations Cup highly. Right. Um, I happen to put the Confederations just not just below, but underneath, like second place to World Cup, mm. and then and then some, some somewhere slightly below, like the Gold Cup or the uh, or the Conmebol, the the Copa America or the Euro. Yeah. See, so, like, I actually kind of agree with the way you, you formatted it. And then, so, you mentioned all those tournaments. And, and the, then the Olympics. It, exactly. That's my yeah. point. It's, like, that's the, the most bottom tier. But it's cool, though, like, from a youth perspective to yeah, get a, a team out there. Yeah, because countries are proud of... Because it just adds to the tally of the country. And countries are super proud of their gold medal count. USA always dominates in pretty much every arena. Oh, yeah. Except maybe for baseball or 
Do they do baseball in the Olympics? Yeah, they do. And the U.S. sometimes takes them, mostly not, though. Lately, it's been like, you know, China, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Cuba. But I mean, Japan. you know, in terms of like, for example, like track and field, the U.S. rakes, like they rake. Yeah, swimming. Rake, I mean, swimming, all that gymnastic, shit. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, so for them, you know, it's just another another thing that they're kind of lacking with the football. <laughs> not even qualifying yeah i've always i've never really liked it too because of the lack of sponsorships or the lack of like you can't have the federation badge like that's i don't know this is weird to me you know because it's supposed to be separate from that yeah I, some people like it because they think it's refreshing but maybe i'm just so hypnotized well, by the marketing behind this well shit now. i mean fifa the overseer of everything really yeah. has things on lock in the olympic just even the, the qualifiers the way they work themselves i mean you can only take i think two countries from CONCACAF <laughs> so I don't know it's kind of weird it's a bit strange isn't it a bit strange son um but, so but yeah yeah um well speaking of USA and then Mexico and then a lot of these countries I gotta say that over the whole break I'm not really impressed by any team no one's been wild the only team that's really surprised me and it's not because they're like super good but just the way they've been playing the way they've been scoring um Turkey Turkey, yeah. Pretty solid team. Yeah. That's and, uh, my favorite team so far of, uh, of this international break. Yeah. Right, yeah. They're just 10 goals over three games, two wins. Um, there's the, the last game that they played, it was against um, – do, do you remember who it was? I, I remember the scoreline. It was 3-3, and it was against – I want to say it was Latvia or Luxembourg. I'm forgetting, bro. Yeah, um, I'll pull that up right now. Yeah. But there's an interesting little uh, story there uh, for uh, uh, oh, Latvia. Yeah. Latvia, yeah, there you go. They haven't beat them in almost 100 years. <laughs> they have the, the, their record against Latvia is uh, one win, one loss, and seven draws. Fuck, that's cool. That's some cool trivia. I yeah, did not yeah, know that. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, yo. Yeah. That's that's insane. But uh, they beat Turkey. Beat um. Ah oh, shit, man. I, I should know this. I, I should have this ready. Turkey <laughs> scored uh, four goals against uh, Netherlands. Netherlands. They smacked them. Yeah. And they beat Norway. Who Norway's like one of them teams that are kind of growing. They're they are they're having their own little goal generation. Yeah, yeah. Golden generation of youth with Ho- um, Holland and Odegaard and. Uh, a few other players. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they scored seven against those two teams, only conceded two, but tied, draw three to three against Latvia, who's, I mean, who do they have? They, no, that's, that's a funny thing. It's like they hardly have anybody. But that's, and I guess this ties into, because we, you know, that question was posed to us on, on the pod uh, page um, about, like, what teams stand out to me in the Euros, and Turkey is one of them. Um, not only for you know the, some of the individuals, but how they play as a team. They they have solid players at every section of the field. Yeah, and they're busting their ass. Yeah, I think uh, somebody's gonna take Yomaz and Yuziki uh, after this season. I think some like a bigger club is gonna take them. I don't know who. Well, Yomaz is a little older now, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. But I think um, like he's at that stage where he's ripe enough to like put the finishing touches for teams. You know. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, okay. I could see him playing for like a top Serie side or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was about to say uh, like a Atalanta or something. Exactly. I feel that fits right, like his mold. But as for Yuziki, I think sky's the limit for that kid. I mean, what a player. And then you, you add uh, Shalanoglu, 
uh, Ok Yokuslu from Celta Vigo. Soyuncu. Yes, exactly. I think that's why, for me, Turkey going forward, the only area of the game they can improve is their defense. But they have a very bright keeper as well. I think he's only 23. Um, or not, even less, maybe like 20. But he made the he was the only keeper to make the top 50 uh, Golden Boy Award, you know? So... That was that's pretty interesting. I think uh, ah, Turkey's gonna Turkey's gonna make some noise. Yeah, they're the, they're uh, they're, they're the my new dark, dark horse, horse yeah. for uh, for the uh, Euros. Like a weird ass semifinal finish. Uh, People forget that they got third place in the '98 World Cup. Yeah, sheesh, that's better than anything the U.S. or or Mexico can brag for. I know, and we're probably. Mo- well, I wouldn't say that, man. I was going to say we're more passionate, but Turkish fans are super passionate. They're bro. super. I mean, Galatasaray, Besiktas, uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they're... Uh, they're football they, they have They have history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we forget about players like Suker, for example, who played yeah. for Real Madrid. Yeah. Um, Sahin, mm-hmm. uh, fucking Turan, even. And, and there's a lot of those... Yeah. There's a lot of those players that have the Turkish ancestry mm-hmm. that... Chose to represent other other nations, most notably Germany, like yeah. uh, uh, um, Gundogan, uh, Ozil, uh, Amri Chan, yeah, Kadira, Kadira. Uh, I know, I know. There's a couple of others there that I'm forgetting, and I'm sure others that played for like Netherlands. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of them, man. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think they're a pretty good choice for a sleeper, star uh, horse pick. Um, but the other teams, France. I, I, they've been playing like shit for a good year now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think this shop is out of idea. Call and up Laporte. Yeah, his call-ups are, are a bit strange, but you can't get them all right, especially when you have such a, such a such huge... Such a deep pool, yeah. Such a deep well to to uh, get uh, water from, if you will. Uh, Spain, also pretty flat. Uh, they're having a, a, a decent generation of players. But for me, none of them are, like, outstanding. Yeah. I can't really think of one player that excites me from Spain. I, I can't think of a few, man. I actually love Spain a lot. I just don't think they're the finished product yet. It's going to take a while for this generation to solidify into, like, a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think they're going to win the Euros. I think they'll be a, they'll finish top four. And that's that's pretty... There are semifinals for you? Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you why, because... Um, as soon, this back line right now is shaky, but with time they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get really good attacking wise. I have no worries for, uh, for Spain. Who, who's 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 in Spain that, that it's like wow. I I I'm excited to see him play. Ferran Torres for me, but I'm a City fan, so he's a he's a winger. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but he's for me. It's, it's Ferran Torres, Dani Olmo, Asensio. When he when he's healthy, is is a factor. If he even gets the call. Yeah, that too. But I think that's just a, quest, a question. I don't think of he fitness. plays. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he. I don't know. Because on, on his day, really he's the best center attacking potential. mid they have. I think he's the best center attacking mid. Uh, Asensio. Yeah, Asensio, and let's not forget Llorente, who's a a, a a really good engine in the midfield. I just think a lot of the youth, like they're gonna get better. I, there's no way they. I I know right now they're a bit. But, well, I, I can see why you would say like Pedri is, is oh. one to watch. Yeah. Oh, that's another guy. I forgot about him. Um, but he's still too raw for me. But he's almost on that. He's very raw. Yeah. Uh, I know everyone's like orgasming, orgasming, yeah. orgasming, or, nutting over uh, Ansu Fati. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I feel bad for that cat. I hope he gets well soon. I guess um, Oyarzabal 
Oh, yeah, he's really good, too. But for me, Oirazabal is going to be, like, the Pedro of that group. Like, or maybe not even Pedro, like, uh, like a notch below, like a Jesus Navas, like the guy who is there, but just on the bench. Like, you remember Cap de Vila? There's just, pl- like, certain <laughs> players that didn't really start, you know? Yeah. Your Santi Cazorlas and... Uh, Iago Aspas. <laughs> <laughs> He's decent, though. Like, I'm yeah, not gonna I, he made the national team for uh, the World Cup, I think. Well, that, that's the thing. That's the only glaring uh, weakness they have is they don't have a true nine. Like, if Liam DeLapp was nationalized Spanish, I, I think Morata. he'd start. Oh, I guess, yeah, Morata. But, I mean... I mean, no, you know what? And I have liked Morata's game uh, from what I've been watching in in this these uh, internationals. But, you know, he needs to be a killer with it, though. You know, he needs he's to. He's never really been that guy. Yeah, he's not consistent enough. He's not hungry. Sometimes he's too obsessed with making like a fancy flick or some shit, you know? Um, he's pretty tidy oh, when, hey. he, when he's trying to control the ball sometimes. But I don't know, man. I've never really been a fan of the guy. He's either offside or on the floor. Yeah, damn. Those dudes are about to run it, huh? Yeah, they, yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Spain doesn't really wow me. I'm not really interested in them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see. I see. Prom, you know, potential, but it's not. It's if it's today. If the qualify, if wow. the World Cup or the Euros were today, they'd be fucked. But I think by that, by the time that that's organized, I think they'll be good. Yeah, they have a year and a half to get it together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not terribly uh, interested. But Pedri's assist to Ferran today, man. It's a routine long ball. I don't. Uh, he ran into it, sure, but yeah. I don't know. It wasn't anything where I'm like, wow, that was what a pass. But the commentators really hyped it up. Because uh, it's Pedri. Yeah. Because it's Barcelona. Yeah. If if he was if it was uh, Marcos Llorente, for example. Yeah. Who's another. Iffy pick for for Spain, uh, but I, like who's better? He's solid. No, he's solid. He he's yeah. he's a starter right now for sure. But I just mean he's raw like, still. Like yeah. if that's your if that's one of your best players, I don't know. I don't know what chances you have now. Like are they? They're doing the Euros, right? Yeah. If I don't see them winning it, no, no, I don't think they'll win it. But I think they'll be final four. I, I don't think so for yeah. the Euros. Mm, not with that team. No, but the the thing is, a year from now, like I think they'll be solid for the World Cup. Sure, sure, the World Cup. Maybe maybe they'll be a little more developed. Oh, you're saying for this, like on the summer? Well, yeah, the Euros. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, like this gives us a pretty good chance to see how they're playing. Well, how many teams are better than Spain? To me, well, uh, well, obviously France, even though they played like shit. I I can say France, Portugal, Portugal, England. Portugal is one of the more complete teams. By the way, they got to get rid of. Their manager, I think he's managed something like a thousand games for France, or something. Or, no, Portugal. Oh, Portugal. <laughs> yeah. I, I, his name escapes me right now, and I guess I can pull it up, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh. It, the way they play is two Portuguese. Yeah. And you know what I mean by that. Yeah. All the all the top Portuguese <laughs> managers play the same style. That's and, just like a trademark. But yeah. look at the look at the, the talent that they have. They have a completely stacked team. Imagine if Guardiola got his hands on that team, like just that the, team alone. They're they're so every player's technical, every player's strong, every player's they got smart. a decent keeper. Yeah, they got a good keeper. I mean, maybe that's one position where they're lacking. Yeah, but even then, he's he's still good, even though he's a little older. Um, 
you still have Ronaldo to sort of rely on. Yeah. At least for motivation and target, man. But Joao Felix, Bruno Fernandes. Pedro Nieto. Fernando Silva. Uh, dude, they're stacked. No, I know. But so you said two teams, France, Portugal. Yeah. And for me, oh, yeah, like France, France, Portugal, yeah. and England are, are the only three teams I could say are better than Spain in, in Europe. Germany? I, I still think Spain are better. I, I don't... There's a few players that play for Germany that I don't that I know Spain. There's no one better than in Spain. There's a few. Sane. There's there's also Kimi. that case to be made reverse too as well. We, out of out of those teams, the top three four players are German. What do you mean, like? Uh, no one's better than Sane right now. Oh, from um, the front three. From, from no, from Spain in general. Maybe Ramos. The thing Maybe is, when, when you look at Germany, you're falling in love with the names that have existed. I, I'm I'm looking at at Spain with the the names that are going to exist for the next decade. Like I think we're getting carried away by 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 the the history of the players. Like you're naming. I mean, Sané, fair, Nabry, fair, but like uh, if you're Kimmich, if, yeah, Kimmich, Wait, wait, who? Goretzka. I don't know if Goretzka makes it for me. Sane, Sane for sure. But I'm saying like there's players like Eric Garcia is better than any center back that Germany is producing right now. I mean, be, with the exception of Sule. I was about to say Sule. That's the only guy. I, I mean, like basically he he makes it into their fullbacks. I like uh, I like uh, Spain's fullbacks more than any fullback from Germany straight away. Um, you know, there's a from there on up. I don't I don't really see Spain. Llorente, like I, I can't say that. He's not that. better than Kimmich or Sane. No, no. Well, Kimmich as a mid, Sane is, is a winger. Um, but you know, I, I, I feel like Germany. I, I'll still take Spain. But yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot closer. It's it's, it, it's it's a close. It's I don't know if it's so cut and dry. Oh, we're forgetting Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. <laughs> Timo T- Timo Werner, the bottler. <laughs> yeah, I I would take Morata over Timo Werner. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're the exact same player. I would say Morata's better. Oh, he has a better record, sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's a it's a good little. I mean, those those three or four teams you can say are better than than Spain. It's all about how the table pans out as well, though. You know how the legs match up and shit. Um, oh what Mancini? <laughs> Forget uh, about coaching that guy. Italy. Yeah, Mancini, the the guy who got City their ninety three twenty title. Yeah. <laughs> The guy that that was there when Aguero did it for them. Ah, uh, hey man. Um, and well, oh, uh, Gundogan plays for Germany too. Oh, uh, that's right, Gundogan. Yeah, Gundogan walks into Spain right now. I mean, Gundogan for me is the best you, German you, player currently. Do you think uh, Rudiger would start for Spain? No, I'll take Pau Torres or uh, Eric Garcia. Garcia, yeah. I mean, Rudiger has been super mistake prone for the uh, longest. Eddie just because he's existed longer doesn't mean I take Eddie him. Garcia. I don't know. Right now, he's still he's still so raw. I like I like him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he's still raw. Yeah, there's there's um, just not like right now. I'm telling you, Germany's on a downtrend. Like compared to teams they've had in the past eight years, this is a a down team. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, who, who's as good as Müller, Bastian Schweinsteiger, as good as uh, uh, Miroslav Klose. I well, I never really rated closer. But they don't have anybody on that level from that World Cup winning side, you know? Cruz is, is going to be out soon. 
Um, oh, and I forgot about Cruz who didn't play. I think he's injured. But, yeah, Cruz, man, dude. Yeah, I, I forgot about him. I, I don't, I mean, I think he's kind of advanced now. But, you know, anything he's can happen. He's one of Madrid's best players. He's still only 30, 31. Still, yeah. like, in a, in a physical prime. Uh, but you see what happened with Bastian Schweinsteiger, too. Oh, uh, he plays a completely different role. They're both Played midfielders. Different, midfielders, but Cruz isn't. Like, if you saw Schweinsteiger, he was more active. He's No, yeah, Schweinsteiger's more box-to-box, box box, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's it, like at the end of the day, they probably still play the same role for Germany. Mm. I mean, for their respective clubs, it's different, yeah. Maybe, maybe. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think Spain has more potential going forward for sure. Maybe this, this summer we'll see how it, how it pans out. Yeah. I like, um, by the way, uh, Luis Enrique for me is one of the best managers in all of international football. So, I mean, they have that going for them. Germany, Joachim Lowe's just managed his last game. Well, yeah, he's about to, yeah, he's yeah, about so to leave. Yeah, so it's like, that, that's going to be interesting to see how they pick up off there. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's a good argument to have. Um, I'm sure we're forgetting somebody, of course. Somebody that's good. Scotland, not bad. <laughs> yeah, not a bad team. Not oh, bad. you know who I might? Nah. And I Turkey think, is obviously up there, like we said. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't even mentioned Belgium. Oh, and then Belgium, yeah. Yeah, but Spain and Belgium are not not too far apart. Yeah, the, those three teams are, yeah. are, are pretty good. Croatia's not bad. The Czech yeah. Republic's not bad. Um, it should be interesting. It should be a really interesting Euros. Uh, but we touched on somebody just now. Aguero. <laughs> yeah, uh, sad times as a city fan, right? Yeah, it's it's been a, a kind of a, an emotional roller coaster for city fans. And somebody posed the question earlier today: Where do you think Sergio Aguero will end up? But I'll, I'll let you know first where he started. Well, obviously he started in in, in Atlético Madrid in terms in of his European career. But <laughs> you know, from his debut first game for City, I remember the the hottest name. Um, one of the hottest names from South America, you know, whatever, joins City. They play Swansea, scores two goals, assists on his debut. And from then on, consistency in terms of performance went on the field. In terms of injuries, that's been his biggest downfall, man. And uh, I always wish that he was better in that respect. But, you know, when he was on the field, I could say he gave it his all. Not only scored a lot of goals, scored important goals. And when he leaves, he's going to go down with the best uh, minutes per goal ratio with with players uh, above 100 goals and it's it's actually pretty it's not even that close you know so uh for me for me i'm gonna say the greatest striker of all time in the prem but you know i'm i'm willing to hear people out on only two other strikers that's alan Shearer and terry Henry. everybody else i think aguero's clear if there's anybody who i can see surpassing him it's harry kane if if he kills it these next two three years, which is a big if. So well, his injury record is as spotty as uh, Guero's. Yeah, it isn't, but you know his numbers aren't as. No, as no, it, it is. It's just as. He's oh, not, you think so? He uh, Harry Kane. Yeah, he, uh, he does get injury prone. He is. He is. I'm not gonna lie, um, but um, you know my thing is, it, it hurts to see him leave because I feel like he still has something to give. But that's, Especially since he hasn't put a bunch of miles in the last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Year, year and a half. And like when he's on the pitch, he seems wow, like he's yeah. Goal. That's uh, that's my boy Daniel. I'm telling you about. Um, nice. Not better than uh, Gundogan. 
No, nah, good ones of God. Fucking um, at least Enrique with the dunks. Yeah, he's swaggy, man. Um, but you know, you know, just keeping in mind of all that, uh, you know, I, I'm happy for what's to come. I'm sure City's gonna get a, a great striker. But to fill the girls' boots, like you don't just do that, man. That's a historically big game player. Yeah. You might have somebody good for a year or two. Yeah. Um, but historically, there's not many players that are gonna fill that. Go on, Ferran. The, the shoes like that. Um, uh, I'm, you're a huge fan. Top three goals for Aguero. Top three goals. Uh, obviously, 93-20 straight off the bat. Um, the, and these are my personal favorites. I, I think everybody agrees with the first one I said. But after this, it varies. Two is a goal he had against Liverpool. Uh, this was like in his second or first season in, in with City. Uh, Pepe Reina was the the goalkeeper at the time, and basically Aguero goes all the way down. He chases a through ball and he goes all the way down to the corner flag, and Pepe Reina chases him out. Somehow he dinks it over him and still manages it to make it on the other end of the net to get was, enough spin. Yeah, and I was like, bro, like I I thought that was a dead play, and that was just Aguero in a nutshell. Like he doesn't give up and he scores some crazy plays. And then if I were to give a third one, um. Man, uh, there's so many good ones, man. Um, putting me on the spot here, man. Fuck. I'll say a, a goal he scored against Bayern in the Champions League uh, to beat them on the night, 3-2. The cool thing was Pep was coaching Bayern at the time. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, scoring on the... He scored a hat-trick on, in that game. Scored a hat-trick on Neuer. So in the Champions League, I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> My goat, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but massive player. Um, and where I think he's going next, if I'm going to be honest, I think he's going to uh, PSG. And hmm. if not PSG, it's going to be Barcelona. And if not Barcelona, I, it's it's going to be an Italian club, like Inter or something. I think uh, I think that's a pretty good choice because I don't see Messi or Ronaldo or any of those big guys going to PSG. No, yeah. I just don't think the allure of the of the French league is enough for them. Yeah. What I'm kind of scared of is that Messi is going to stay at Barca now and then Aguero's going to join them. You know, but who knows? There's a lot of speculation. But Not that's, sure. Yeah. Well, as far as those two can, are concerned, we've only really seen them in the international team, the national team. Yeah. And they never really quite worked. No, they, they do. I, I People say that, but I feel like they play well. I, I've never... I can't say they I've play bad. I've never seen Aguero play all that great with Argentina. Well, I mean, he's he's up there with their like leading goal scorers all time. He's not, he's not like, top three. I think he's, like, top five, though, but... Uh, well, off longevity, sure, but... Longevity, but he even missed a lot of games with injuries, like... Like, like uh, for example, Chicharito, I don't really remember him being all that great with the Mexican national team, but he's a leading goal scorer. Yeah, but that's because, you know, in, in CONCACAF, you play minnows all the time. And, and CONMEBOL is a bit different, you know? I actually, it, for me, international goals in CONMEBOL mean the most in any other federation. Well, there's just not that many teams, and they're all pretty good. They're all good, man. Like, like the worst team in South America maybe is, like, Bolivia, and they'll still smack most teams in, like, in the world. I mean, in terms of, like, the minnows from, like, Europe and the minnows from CONCACAF and Africa and Japan, I mean, Asia. You know, it's like... They're up there with the best of the worst? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, I don't know. Taking that into account, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think he's always he can always play well with Messi. It's just a matter of. I think they can have a similar uh, tandem that they did when Suarez was with Aguero. In today's Messi. football, can you rely on two guys? How does how does Aguero press? I, I'm sure his legs aren't. Oh really no, he's not. Not he's not going to press too well. In these terms days. of today's football, uh, and can you really afford two guys that aren't running after the ball like that? I think it's going to depend on a very you know a, a very strong effort from the midfield and and from the wingers, but I mean. The thing about Messi is if if you you could even play him as a center attacking mid right be, right behind Aguero, that'd be really fun to see. Or even like a false nine behind Aguero. Um, there's a lot of little different scenarios that could happen, but you know, all in all, the important thing will have to be the manager starting there. I don't know if Coleman will be the guy for that, but we'll have to see. Yeah, assuming Kuman wants Aguero other than being a name signing. That's why I think like the best case scenario I mean, for you, Aguero is PSG. If you let go of Suarez and then two seasons later go for Aguero, I, uh, that's a head-scratcher. I mean, Aguero is younger than Suarez, let's say, but... Um, Could fool me. Yeah. And I know I know he is, but you like on in terms of the, the last five, six seasons, you really could have fooled me. Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, Aguero burst on the scene very young. Suarez actually really spent a lot of time in developmental leagues. He was at Groningen, then uh, PSV. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just like really, it took him a while to burst on the scene. Aguero was a hot commodity the day he stepped foot in Spain and, and didn't disappoint from day one. So and, and, and at a very young age. So now that, you know, they've played for so long, it almost seems like they're the same age. And you know, but they're actually very close in age. Yeah, it's not, not too far. it's not like two. It's a couple of years. But Aguero is younger though, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, I it, the interesting thing for me is how will Barca pay for them as well? I know it's a free transfer, but the wages are still going to be hefty. That's my thing with footballers. Do they not know that they're not worth as much just because they've been longer? Or I, I don't. I think at this point you just go off the strength of the name, like oh, I'm Aguero. Yeah, I know. But you and know, that doesn't make sense. That's why I think PSG is the best scenario for him. They can pay him, you know, a good amount, a, a low. It's a low. It's a low uh, stress job. It's not gonna be like City anymore. It's not gonna be like playing in Spain. Low stress job, great city. Sofia Calzetti's gonna love it. I know she is. <laughs> gonna well, PSG be... has aspirations for Champions League. Oh, and that too. If he's, you know, they're a Champions League team, and I'm not gonna lie, they can they can get there with him. I think he's loads better than Icardi. Even today. Loads. Yeah, loads. loads. He's clear. It's not even close. <laughs> what has Icardi done, man? I thought, I mean, if he was really a GOAT, he would have been putting up numbers like Zlatan, like Cavani. Wait, who called uh, Icardi a GOAT? You did. Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, not a <laughs> GOAT. But if he was really like the best striker of current for, for Argentina. Of all time. I don't know, man. Um... Well, Icardi has had his own personal problems. That's why he hasn't even been uh, called up for the national team. What'd he do? Ah, just kidding. Well, he's a, he's an interesting cat. And uh, I don't hate him. I do. Me and me and my homies hate him. We don't support cheaters. Oh, oh well, uh, hey, man. Hey, that, that's not why we don't like him or dislike him. Sheesh. Uh, but anyway, uh, it would be fun for him. He would he would score a ton of goals. Yeah. Um. Where I think he's gonna end up, LA Galaxy. No, I don't see. I don't see Aguero being that cool. Uh, 
You know, it's like a lot of players, they go to the fucking Chicago Fire or... Fucking sports. Like, you don't really see them as, as Galaxy players. To me, the best players go to Galaxy that are from Europe. Mm, yeah, Aguero shit, so he wouldn't go to Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. No, for real. Uh, <laughs> no, for real. No, uh, seriously, um, I don't see him going to uh, the U.S. anytime soon. Ah, fuck, man. I see him going to, like, an inter... Like, uh, he'd be perfect in Italy. Yeah, and that's where his, his he, girl's from. His He'll be able to score a lot of goals. Won't have to run a whole lot. Gets a lot of sunshine. Weather's fine. Good food. And, um... The finest still, wine. Still, still uh, a league worth winning. Yeah. I mean, Argentines are loved in, in, in Italy. You know, Higuain, vamos, uh, Maradona, que descanse en paz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just loads of players that have had successful careers there. Even El Propio Palermo. But um, Martin Palermo. What a player. Yeah, um, so... I think that's where he's going to go. I want to say enter. No, that's a good shout. And then just, you know, shoot Lautaro our way and we're good. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Lautaro lost a little trade value, a little stock. He, he lost a little bit. He shed off a little bit of that hype from 2020. We can 2019, pick him up on 2019, 2018. And, and yeah, and we, we can like kind of, you know, get him on a cheap. I think he has all the physical assets to be a great presser. Dare I say an improved uh, Gabriel Jesus? I don't know. No sé. Oye, Pep, piénsalo. Make it happen. I like him. I think he's still got something to offer. Um, now, now we had another question. Uh, you have the questions. I do, and I have the answers. Do you? Because no. if you don't, we got we got to turn this shit off right now. For yeah, that's right now. Um, sticking in the in the prem, uh, somebody posed a question: Will Liverpool bounce back next season? Do you want to go first? No, I I I want to let you go first this time. I think so. Word. I think uh, Liverpool are too good. Uh, not only tactically, management's great, but players wise. Everyone should be back. Everyone should be full health. An ACL tear today is like a sprained ankle. Twenty years ago, you know, yeah. twenty years ago that was like a it was a career-ending injury. Today it's it's something that they're that they're treating pretty fast. Yeah. Now what kind of supplements they're using, I don't know. Um, but either way, I think um, I, I think uh, both uh, Gomez and and uh, Van Dyke that that's been their biggest misses. And everyone's going to be able to play in their proper positions. I think they're going to recognize that they rested on their laurels a little too much. And then the coming offseason, they're going to spend a lot of money. And the front line's going to look a lot different. Yeah. Don't be surprised if Pulisic is wearing a Liverpool shirt next season. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I would actually kind of favor it at this point. Although there's still a lot of things that, you know, set to go down. But, um... Yeah, um, you know, I I look at that team, and um, truthfully, there's a lot of places they got to improve, and I don't think they have enough to bounce back to where they were in terms of being a Champions League winner, 
competing for a title. I think they're for sure going to be a, a Champions League top four shoe in. But um, I, they have to improve a lot of areas in, on that field. Salah got older. Mane got older. Mane's not even playing like who he used to be. Firmino, you know, I, I'm still not completely convinced by him. I think his build-up play is, is solid, though. Thiago, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be make or break season next season for him. Um, and uh, sure, the biggest thing is gonna be the defense. That's what they gotta improve. I, I think Van Dyke will bounce back strong. Joe Gomez, even if he does come back, he was never that great to begin with. He's decent. Um, you know, Liverpool's best years were when Lovren was there. So Lovren is even for me. Lovren is even better than him. But maybe if they can get a center back, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good names out there. Joel's Conde, if they want, um, Pau Torres, if if they want somebody to patrol the left side. I mean, I think they will improve, but I don't think they'll be back to the Liverpool we've come to know in the past three seasons. So yeah, easy top four. You said yeah. Top four, I mean, if you if I could have more leeway, I'd say top five Europa side. Yeah. Hmm. You said they easily, they, you said they were shooing for the Champions League. Yeah, I think so. I mean, West Ham's not going to retain that spot. Leicester, um, if you know, he, Vardy's older. Madison might get, you know, snatched up soon. They're not, yeah, they're, but they don't rely on Vardy anymore. He's still a big part of their team. Their leading goal scorer. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. Who else would it be? Kalechi? He's close. I, I, thought, I thought he was, you know. <laughs> nah, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I could only put City and United above Liverpool for next season. Maybe Chelsea. I would say that's fighting for a t- title. Well, the points is what really makes it a fight right, for right, a title. Right, but, but when you talk about just when you're observing top four, top five teams, that's supposed to be fighting for a title. Hmm. I think I mean for me you, fighting we, for a title we can't, we can't predict points we can, we can predict who's good yeah but imagine mm-hmm. saying that Tottenham were fighting for a title when when City walked the league or whoever finished fourth that season I don't even remember you know but I, I I'm saying like I think for points wise you know that that's what I classify but this, this is what, yeah okay so that's there what could I mean. be a 15 point gap between first and fourth is that right, but, but what what I'm asking is are they're, they fighting for a title next season they're in the conversation but they're not going to be there, there's not. They're not going to fight for it. No, I don't think so. Who's fighting for it? What happened? Who's fighting for it next season? Oh, I think uh, City are going to defend it. Not only defend it, but I think uh, Chelsea and United are going to give City a good run again. I think I don't know. That's not uh, bad. Arsenal's like the dark horse for me, but inconsistent as fuck. You know? <laughs> yeah. Super inconsistent. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I mean, United have a really good team. They're, I think I think they're we not can, that old. I think we're at a point of the season where we can start talking about that kind of stuff. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Interesting. I mean, Tottenham. Hmm, I'm not too convinced by them. Leicester, I guess. I I really don't know. I don't really see West Ham changing a whole lot. Yeah, but even, I mean, we still don't know where they're going to finish this season, but, you know, even if they play like they did this season, they're still not, you know, considered, for me, considering, like, fighting for a title, top four, you know. But, I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, seasons aren't typically where you have one guy running away. It's just the last two, three seasons where it has been that way, which is strange, (laughs) you know? Uh, It happens, it happens... You know, not so often in the Prem, I'd say, but 
I've seen it so much more in other leagues that it's funny that the Prem is becoming that league now. Yeah, I know, and, and that's uh, that that's interesting. But you still look also at the the competitiveness between second and seventh or third and seventh. It's still pretty tight. So, I mean, that's always fun to watch. But yeah, it's gonna be uh, we're gonna it's gonna yeah, be that's interesting. That's all to see. we watch it for because we just want the season to be over and yeah. Let's uh, let's, let's try again, champ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. Next question. Next question. If Chelsea started this season with Tuchel, would there be a difference right now? Quick answer? Yes. No. Uh, all right. Well, go. No, go I'm just ahead. kidding. Uh, no, they're they're. I think they'd be exactly where they they're at now. You really think that? Maybe maybe not like points wise, but in hovering in in that vicinity. They've drawn a lot. They look different for sure. They're but, yeah, but they I don't think they'd actually be where City are at. I, I just think. I just think that Chelsea lost a lot under Frank Lampard. Not even a whole lot, but they lost and they haven't lost yet under Tuchel. I think they got a lot of draws during during yeah they did get a lot of draws and losses too though like a few draws a few losses here. I, I just remember Arteta beating the shit out of Chelsea. I um, think it was three to one. Yeah, uh, you know, but I, I think um, you know Chelsea with Tuchel would be in Champions League contention right now. Well, they kind of are getting there now, even, but they'd probably be for sure like a third or second. Um, I mean, their only issue is sorting out their scoring situation, but as a team, they haven't lost yet under Tuchel. Like they don't know what taking an L under that man is yet. That's pretty. You gotta. I have to give some credit to that. Yeah, but but they've also played like shit a, a couple of those games too, where they were fortunate to get the draw. Pero no perdieron, papá. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, but I mean, their point total since they've gotten, uh, you know, Tuchel is is pretty impressive. I don't have the stats on the top of my head, but you know, um, they've moved up the table slowly but surely. Um, but yeah. I think they'd they'd be in a much better position to answer that question, and also the fact that he would have had a chance to work with players from the beginning of the season would only improve them much more too. So I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I think they're fourth, fifth place with Tuchel. Hmm. Uh. Anyway, next question. That was all of them, actually. That was. That's it for the questions. Yeah. All right. Um, did we have anything to talk about before we got into the previews or the reviews or? No, no. Not what have you? Nah. All right, man. Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. There, no, there was a question about Simeone. Yeah, we, we asked it in the beginning. We did? Yeah. I don't think we talked about Simeone. I know we didn't talk about Simeone. Really? Oh, yeah. maybe we talked about it off the record. Maybe. Yeah, I just I, I we started the questions from like this. I don't know, like the second or third. Oh, one okay. I so I got ahead of us a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a question in there, but I think about Simeone. Yeah. If if Atletico fails to win La Liga, will that be the end of Simeone? Yeah. I think so. Hmm. He's given that team a lot. He's given them an identity. Yeah. He's given them consistency. 
and uh, well, he's given them history. Now they they won a league with him. Yeah, they've competed for Champions League every time. Um, they've competed for the league. Well, maybe not always competitive, but they've always been up there. Yeah, they've been on top three side every year. I believe that he's been there. Yeah, or at least for the last ten years. But if he's gonna bottle this, and they don't win the the Champions League. Yeah, I think it's time to uh, consider your options. <laughs> well, that's what I would say if I was irrational. Right. It's an underachievement to do all that and still only have what he has, I think, which is one league title. Uh, but no, you keep him. Yeah, you have to keep him. Yeah, I agree. You I, have to keep him. I, he's not a terrible manager. He has boneheaded decisions sometimes, very stubborn sometimes. But no, you, you, you keep him. Yeah, I agree. I think his his identity. I think if if he does leave, I want it to be on his consent. Um, like if he just like wants a new challenge, then that's good. But I don't think it's in Atletico's court, or do they have the right to sack him? I don't think. I think the fact that he's finished top three all these years and has gotten a title and may get a second only tells me that he's one of the best managers in the world. Not so much for the you know being you know revolutionary with his tactics or being. Uh, you know, very, like, progressive in, in attacking structure. But with the minimal budget and and great implement, implementation of the academy and great scouting as well, he's managed to build a dynasty there that is going to be remembered. Um, not only by football fans, but also especially near and dear to the hearts of Atleti supporters. It's amazing to see a player who played for the club eventually go on and coach them and take them to the highest of highs. Without, only, the only thing he didn't get was a Champions League. And that was, uh, you know, a, a historic performance by Real Madrid to, to snatch that away, you know. So, I mean, I, I think it would be just disrespectful to sack him. I think the fact that he even finishes top two is, is always, you know, a good thing. Atletico don't have the budget, the notoriety, you know, of, of the Madrids or of the Barcelonas of the world. It's just not like that. But despite all that, because of their identity, they, they do so well. And, yeah. He's one of my favorite managers, and I hate that style, but I love his passion, and I love the way he motivates his players. Yeah, he's able to rally the troops. Yeah. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Um, yeah, no, no, you don't let him go. No. Um, es un puto crack, tío. <laughs> Even though he's a dirty prick. Yeah, he uh, did Ron the Cajon looking ass. <laughs> but uh, was there any other questions, or no, can we get on to the, to the previews? Uh, of the upcoming match weeks. Did you want to talk about the notable results? Uh, it's on you. You know, whatever. whatever uh, you I think we just moved past it. Yeah. No, no one, no one. The only thing were a couple of uh, shockers, like Germany losing to Macedonia, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Spain drawing or. Yeah, they drew to somebody. Kosovo was it? No, no, they won today, but they drew like a few days ago. I forgot what the side was, but they weren't that. Oh, good. they drew with Greece, Greece, and they beat Georgia two to one. Georgia. Georgia. How many Georgian players are there? Georgia. Yeah, there's not too many. There's, there's probably more players from the state of Georgia playing in in top competition these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, um, yeah. So we'll talk about the Premier League uh, review. Oh, look, it's your boy, Jurgen Klinsmann. He hasn't aged a day. 
Yeah, man. What a guy. Anyway. So, uh, starting Saturday, April 3rd, Chelsea hosting West Brom. <laughs> Damn. Uh, is it three or four to zero? Nah, West Brom don't score that much. Probably. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Nah, I'll take a I'll take a two nil win for Chelsea. Two nil. Uh, they struggle to score a lot, man. That's one thing I will hate on Tuchel for. Doesn't score like a whole lot, you know. Who does he have though? Timo Werner. <laughs> yeah. That's all you gotta know. Exactly, and and he's not a scorer. Yeah. Havertz. Or Giroud. Pulisic. Pulagod. Yeah, okay. but Chelsea win 2-0. Two, 2-0. Two, two um, I don't mind that result. 2-0 is fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leeds hosting Sheffield. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Alessandro Del Piero. He speaks English? Barely. That's interesting. Yeah, but that leads a uh, goal from Alioski, goal from Bumfed. Bumfed. I like a I like a two one win. Whoa. Leads. McGoldrick. <laughs> Somebody. Player A. Uh, Leicester City versus Manchester City. Whoa. Oh, we don't. The title's done. Come on, done City. And, done and dusted. Um, City. 3-0. Why not? 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> Easy money. Um, listen, the players are rested. Not many injuries currently. They do. We don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 3-0, man. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Earn. Sorry, Earn, dog. <laughs> Is he listening? Ah, uh, he's he going to, to be in a moment. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> nah, well, but I'm sure you have Leicester winning, huh? I have Manchester City winning 2-1. to one. Ah, there you go. I like that. Leicester gets penalties, man. <laughs> I like his answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, um, next game, though, sheesh. Nah, I like this one. Yeah. Come on, you Arsenal. gunnies. Arsenal. Versus Liverpool. Yeah. Uh... Another yeah. two to one Arsenal. Two to one Arsenal. Take that to the bookie. Goal from Saka. Goal from Odegaard. Odegaard. What a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. And then Sunday, uh, Easter Day. By the way. Oh yes, sir. Uh, Southampton hosting Burnley. Damn. This is a battle of who sucks less. Um. I'll take Burnley. I mean, Burnley to win. Burnley. Ah, man. I'm conflicted on this one. Yeah, oh, we're talking about two relatively even sides. Why didn't he finish with his right? Uh, dude, the fuck out of me, man. I would love to hear what you're Clinton saying about him right now. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I, I would ask him... Uh, Jurgen, would you start? Would you would you have started him over Wondolowski? <laughs> <laughs> I think even Wando finishes better, bro. Fucking L. Is it a matter of just mental with with uh, Werner? Hi, dude. Like I, I just see him and I just look. It, at this point, it's he's he for me. He's an imposter. Like he's not a football player. He just happened to 
like do a casting role and like slip into the locker room and say he's a player because that to me is i'm sorry son but you're daft <laughs> if you can't finish that i'm sorry yeah, you can take a dribble. You can do a lot of things there. But he was trying to finish with his right. Is he is he left footed? Um, I really don't know. I think he is though. Is he? I'm pretty Timo sure. Timo Werner. Um. Anyway, we, we got off track there. Uh, Southampton versus uh, Burnley. I can't believe Armenia is leading the group that Germany's in. <laughs> Damn, uh, that's right. That that tells you a bit. Yeah, defend Armenia. Look at that goal differential. Plus four. Yeah. Fight on. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but back back to the topic. Uh, it's funny when you search Timo Werner. Yeah. The first result is Timo Werner miss. Ah. Uh, I'm not joking. Damn. <laughs> That's so fucked. 25 years old, man. Poor guy. Uh, you know he's just doesn't even turn on his phone after a game. Nah, man, dude. That that when you lose to Macedonia, no, nah. uh, you don't even look at your phone. Your girl's calling. Don't matter. Don't look at your fucking phone. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, I'll take a draw for the Southampton Burnley match. I'll take a Burnley win. Three one Burnley. Dwight McNeil, come oh, he, on. He's right footed. Oh fuck. So he's good with both. So he's bad with both feet then. <laughs> He's got two left feet. Whoa. Um, yeah. Um, Newcastle versus Tottenham. Yeah. I'll take uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. 3-0. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll say 2-0. Aston Villa hosting Fulham. Now, this one is crazy to me. Yeah. It's a good one. I'll go. I'll take the Cottagers. Come on, Fulham. Me too. I'll take them 2-1. I'll take it. Uh, goals from Josh Maja and Bobby De Cordova Reed. I'll take a Lookman goal, but yeah, same thing. Whoa. Um, Manchester United hosting Brighton. I have Manchester United winning 2 0. 2 0. Yeah. I take a 1 0, but yeah. Same I, thing. I feel like Brighton are in a great defensive side. Um, but the thing is that United play very well against sides that go out and attack and try to get you. So I just have, yeah, United winning. That's a good one. Yeah. But I see United just not attacking well. No, they're probably going to deserve more. Sure. But they're, you know, that's just, that's just United, you know? Yeah. That's, a, that's the state of things. Uh, Everton hosting Crystal Palace. Palace. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll take... A, the Blues up the tall phase. Up the tall phase. You know, the Athletic actually released a poll. Everton fans are the most happiest with their manager. Thoughts? How can they happy about what they're doing this season? I know, man. Well, that's, let's be honest, that's a, you know, mid-club. They're having a good time right now. They're used to being mid-table, so eighth place is an achievement. That's... Like the upper middle class, that's like the the neighbor that has a Cadillac, an Escalade. Escalade. But like two neighborhoods down, they have a Hummer. No, Manchester City has a fucking Lambo truck, a G a G wagon, uh, and a nine eleven in the driveway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Word. Fucking word. Everton. The Evertonians. They're disappointing. They're they're not interesting. They're not good. But they have Dominic Calvert-Lewin. 
and Richarlison and James. Okay. Uh, West. <laughs> Did I pick a team? Yeah, you picked Palace. Well, but by the way, you're talking about Everton. I assume you're picking Palace, right? No. Wow. I'm picking a draw. He's back. He's back to his senses. Uh, I pick a draw. Calvert Lewin. Man, let's uh, let's talk about Calvert Lewin for a second. He's B tier. Oh, so Ollie Watkins is better than him? No, Ollie Watkins is like the D. Oh shit. Then mm, I don't know. I, for me, Dominic Calvert Lewin is one of the best prospects they have. Uh, you know, in terms of young guys that are competing for the number nine, I think he's better than Bamford. Even though his stats might might not suggest it, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I like I like all I like uh, Calvert Lewin and Richarlison both. I think they're both class players. Um, but you know, Everton don't have the complete team yet. They're miss. They have a few holes. You know, sometimes Pickford is very prone to mistakes, um, and the def- the defense is a bit shaky. Too. I'll, I'll say this much: I don't feel any sort of comfort m- picking. Any result for Everton? Yeah, they're a they're an unpredictable bunch. That I, I'm scared to say they're gonna win, they're gonna lose, or they're gonna draw. Let's not forget they gave City a good game in the FA Cup. Yeah, they did, but what they did is made it hard for City. They didn't particularly play well for themselves. I yeah. guess that's how you plan for City. Yeah. It's not how I would plan, but that's how they did. Yeah, almost worked. They weren't threatening. Nah. They're not. Their attack isn't super conducive. They score a lot off set pieces and crosses. But, you know. A whole lot. I'd be curious to know how many goals they've produced. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the top two or three. Oh, word? Well, it's all good, man. Off set pieces? Yeah. Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe you, but I'll, I'll, I'll believe you, Michael. Hey, respect. But you have Everton winning, you said, right? No, I have a draw. Oh, draw. 1-1? One, one? Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. That's not bad. I have Everton 2-1. Um, goals from uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Brace, and Wilfred Zaha. Um, next match, though. West Ham United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. <whistles> Come on, you hammers. Yeah, I'll take West Ham. Yeah, me too. 2 0. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, come on, Fonals. And then, yeah, and then, yeah. And then we'll move on to La Liga. La Liga. Levante versus Huetca. We Levante. Well, well. Yeah, I'll take Levante. Levant. 1 0. Uh, Granada versus Villarreal. I'll take Granada. That's a good match. That's a good one. Ev. Two two Europa League sides. Um, I'll take uh, Granada though. Sorry. Sorry Granada's mate. first European appearance, by the way. Out of boy, Granada. And they're in the final eight. Let's see. I'll have a one nil scoreline, Yangel Herrera. Okay. For the goal. I'll take Villarreal on that one. Uh, yeah. What's what's the thoughts behind that? I think Villarreal are better. Interesting. 
Yeah. And then uh, Papa. Real Madrid versus Abar. Right. Um, I'll take Abar two to zero. Nah, you're clowning, bro. <laughs> I know. I was about to say like it's gonna be a good match. I have a one-one draw. One-one draw. Yeah. Man, Real Madrid's at home. That's fine. I think. I mean, Abar feels at home. They're in Spain still. They'll be fine. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I mean... Okay, so... It's going to be a shithouse 1-1. Like, Real Madrid will deserve more, but, you know. So, okay. So we're going to come back to reality and uh, say Real Madrid are 3-1. to Ah, uh, damn. 3-1. to I don't know. It's going to be a good game, but I think Abar have the potential to give Real Madrid a run for their money. You know, sure, any given day, Real Madrid should be winning, but... I don't know, with the stroke of luck. A bar, maybe. 1-0. All right. And then Otasuna versus Hetafe. Um, I'll take Hetafe. I'll take Otasuna, just to be contrarian. Ah, uh, okay. 1-0. Yeah. I don't have any strong opinions about that match. Whoa. Alabeth versus uh, Celta Vigo. That's a good one. I'll take Celta. Me too. Goal from Yokuslu. Uh, three to zero. Yokuslu, Santimina, and Nolito. Nice. Yeah, let's go. Elche versus Betis. That's a good one. I'll take Betis though. Yeah, me too. Two to zero. Cadiz versus Valencia. I'll take Cadiz. Valencia for me. Oh, it's 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 Cadiz for me. <laughs> ah. Come on, Alvaro Negredo. And then I think the match of the whole weekend, Tevilla versus Atletico. Oh, that's a good one. That's, I guess, not a bad one. I'll take Sevilla. 2-1. Not bad. I'll uh, I'll, I'll take Atleti. Uh, 1-0. Very Atleti score, you know. Interesting. And then the last match of the match week, uh, Barcelona versus Valladolid. Come on, boss. Eh? Of course, right? Yeah. And knowing Valladolid, they're probably going to just uh, grab their ankles, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, yeah. Barca 4 nil. Yeah, what? exactly. Oh, and there's another match, but that's on Wednesday. It's uh, Real Sociedad versus Athletic Bilbao. Damn, that's a good one. That's a Basque derby. Ah, I'll take Bilbao. Mm. 1-0. I'll take Sofia. Vamos, vamos, Alexander Isaac. <laughs> vamos, Oyarzabal. Hostia. <laughs> vamos, David Silva. Let's go. 2-1. Not bad, not bad. So that's our preview for the upcoming week. Uh, any Anything else football related you got to get off your chest? Mm. Hey, man, what gives with Megan Rapinoe? You know, <laughs> this whole equal pay thing, like, what, what's your thoughts on that? We've never discussed that on the pod. Equal pay? Yeah. Or, or is that um, just not a thing? Equal pay? Uh, that's an interesting topic. Um, I know that the women's... Well, I, are we talking about the U.S. women specifically? Just or, in general. 
or all of women's football. Yeah, all of win. Yeah, all of women's football. It's is the question that women want to be paid the same as men. Yeah, I think that's that's what like they're referencing. I think like like basically get the exact amount of pay per minute that they play and shit. You know, like in terms of like for the national teams and stuff. For the national teams. Yeah. For the national teams. Um. Sure, get paid the same. <laughs> now for the, uh, like the leagues and the clubs and all of that um you want to get paid the same well every league is a separate entity yeah that's so, so the women's league let, let's even separate it the premier league the championship la liga uh the the french uh, league one bundesliga liga mx mls yeah um the Brazilian league, the Portuguese, the, the Portuguese league, Liga Nos. Yeah, Liga Nos. Yeah. Um. Everyone's got their own sort of tax pay bracket. schedule. Yeah. Tax bracket. Um. Uh. TV. Uh. TV deals. Sponsorships. Viewership. You know, Viewership. That, in, yeah. that that's the main one is attention. Yeah. I I'm sorry, but how many people are watching? The women's leagues. Um, leftist, you know. Um, are are even they watching it? I mean, just so they can show their stance politically, probably. But they probably have it on in the background while they're doing a Sudoku puzzle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> nah, I I think it's I think it's bollocks. Um, just just off of what we're talking about now. There's there's no equality. I'm not gonna tell you that. Even within men, that Chicharito deserves to get paid the same thing as Slatan or Gotnaldo, Gotnaldo or Pulisic or Timo Werner, because they're they're on different levels and where they're playing mandates a sort of different wage. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sorry, but no one's watching women's. No one that I know. Nah. I know that the Barcelona women are the best team in the world. Right. Um, and I know that the women, the U.S. national team was, I don't know if they they are now, the best women's national team. They probably still are. Um, but and, you know, and, and the Women's World Cup gets a certain amount of viewership, sure. That, that's probably the most explosive. And within the U.S. Yeah. But other than that, and that's because the U.S. is... Well, I, I guess everybody's obsessed with excellence, but that's only because they're excellent there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, how many people are? How many people that watch the Women's World Cup are are watch are following um, Alex Morgan in Orlando, or, or or even knew that she was playing for Tottenham? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why isn't Megan uh, rapping? Does she retire? Why is she playing? I think in, she is. Yeah. I mean, like nobody knows that Carly Lloyd was playing for United. You know. Um, Exactly. It's like these all these uh, Alex Morgan was playing for City or you know I forget Carly Tottenham. Lloyd is at City, Alex Morgan at United I think. Tottenham. Or Tottenham, right? Sorry. Um, yeah. there's just like you know nobody really cares. Bro. She was a bench player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, yeah. Um so uh, unfortunately no one cares. There's not a viewership, so you're not getting a, a championship player is not getting prime money. Yeah. And a League One, League Two, League Three player isn't getting Premier League money. 
and that that's the conversation. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm not going to shit on them and saying they're not as able because obviously there's not there's 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 a physical difference. And that's not why they don't deserve as much money. It's just that no one cares to watch that level of football. So I, I'm sure someone's entertained by it. Yeah, yeah. Now, whether they like it more or not is up to them. But we know we know the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anything else? No, that'd be all, man. I think uh, we had a nice... Uh, Nice and healthy episode today. We, yeah. we touched on a lot of nice topics. It's nice to kind of have that time to, you know, stray away from the league games and touch on some of the external topics that we don't really get a chance to get to all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a good episode. Episode forty one, man. Yeah. Well, before we go, um, since Kuhn is is leaving, we got to leave it off on a striker note. Where does he rank for you? Well, I know you said this before, yeah. but like really thinking about it, is Kun Aguero top five all time? Um, of of the Premier Objectively League. Objectively speaking, of the Premier League or or in world football, it's gotta be no, your Prem. No, Prem. Yeah, I was gonna say because he's definitely not world. Yeah, Prem. Oh, like all all around or just strikers? Striker. Yeah, for sure, top five for me. For sure, top three for me. Top three? Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll only put... A, if I'll put... By the way, I'll put Aguero at the very top. Because statistically, the stats are there. But, you know, let's take away the stats. I, I have no problem with somebody placing Thierry Henry above him for his high highs. You know, his prime. His the other things, his free kick ability, his touch and dribbling. And I, Alan Shearer, because he did it for so long. And he has the most goals ever. The most hat tricks. Although Kun tied him for most hat tricks, so that's a great uh, little uh, stat line that Aguero has. Aguero has many records, man. He's, you know, he's just so amazing. Um, but for me, he's the best, and the only other two I'll concede to is Shearer, uh, Henri. So strikers I have him ahead of is like Rooney, Van Nistelrooy, Drogba, Fernando Torres. You know, uh, Suarez even barely. I think if Suarez would have played as long as Kun did in the Prem, I he might surpass him. Oh. And then Harry yeah. Kane is close. Harry Kane's getting there. Um, and I guess before we go, how did you feel when you heard that Kuhn wasn't staying with City? Yeah, I mean, at first I was like, okay, some kind of relief because now I know what's going to happen. Because for so long it's been a, like a gray area, a lot of speculation. But the more I started reflecting on the past 10 years and how I got into to football, especially how I got into City... More than football, because I have been into football for so long. Um, it, it really kind of signified the end of an era for me as a fan and the end of an era for the club. Um, we're talking about the best player to ever play for the club, you know, in competition with David Silva, maybe. But statistically, for sure, you know, the club's all time leading goal scorer. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. It hurts, you know, it hurts to see like the guy that you almost see as invincible kind of age and, and, you know, trot out but um you know i'm excited for what's to come and and uh, truthfully man i, I really want to get holland because i think holland is the only striker available right now that can match the numbers that kuhn has output over a long you know uh span of time so yeah uh i mean if, if i could tell kuhn something i'd be like you know thanks for all the great memories uh what i'll remember the most were the shitty games the games against uh you know burnley the games against bournemouth 
the games where he was like he was the 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 reason why we won a game, and some of the goals he scored were just magnificent. So yeah, top player, top player. Where do yeah. you rank him? Since you're uh, an op- uh, an opposing fan or a neutral, you could say even. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great t- strikers to choose. Yeah, from. no, I think top five for sure. I I struggle to think of five more, and uh, I. I do happen to hold uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy in a high regard. Um, I I know that we we forget a lot about uh, Robin van Persie. Oh yeah, that's another good player. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Rooney fan, but Rooney deserves a shout. I I don't know if he's top five for me though personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Aguero has. He had he played so good, like you said earlier. He he was the guy at such an early age, and he didn't really fizzle out. He he lived up to his potential. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot with someone praised so highly so young. How old was he? Twenty one, twenty two when he got there. Yeah, like I think like twenty so young, actually, because he, he made all, his debut at sixteen for Independiente. Yeah, and he was already like established. Yeah, it's you know crazy. what I mean. So. So um, for him to to live through all those different uh, sort of eras in the Premier League, fuck man, yeah, nothing but respect. And uh, it sucks that that he, I, it's been talked about so long. It's it, as a club, I know the there's economics to it, and I feel like maybe there was some kind of meeting ground because he I I know he still has something to give. Yeah, there's gas sure. left in the tank for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just the the way the last few seasons have panned out. Maybe he he was asking for way too much money for what he's able to produce. Yeah, but shit, man, I, I feel like uh, um, City should have given it more of a chance. I don't know. I I know that that's harsh yeah. on City because there there are still very real economics that you have to consider. Yeah, I mean, for for his sake, I'm I'm kind of also happy that he's gonna have the chance to go play for a team where maybe he's still able to play ninety for them. He's still able to choose where he goes. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, for for City, uh, realistically, I don't know if um, he was gonna be a starter anymore, and I think that didn't sit right with him. Rightfully so, he's a great player, but for the system that's being implemented now, um, you need to run. You need to run more, and there and now it's become to the point where his goal scoring ability doesn't overshadow the fact that he's not able to do that. You know, he doesn't have the legs to do that in terms of pressing. So, um, and it's funny you mentioned him bursting on the scene so young. Holland is is around the same age, if not younger, and putting up like crazy numbers. So, like that's why I think he would be the perfect uh, replacement. But yeah, man, uh, pretty crazy. I can't wait to see where he goes. I, ho- I hope he gets a proper send off. At the Etihad. Oh, I know. I hope so, too, man. We'll see how that... If that's able to happen. And um, I hope he doesn't go to a team in the Prem. That that would really suck. I wouldn't want to see that. It would be it would be just the likelihood of him scoring on us and shit. That would be so weird. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Mm, I'm trying to think of it. If there's anything else we have to say. No, I, I think I, not. I think not. I don't think, I don't think we... I think we touched on everything, man. All right. Well, um... Yeah, that's uh, that's been episode forty-one. And uh, by the we'll, way, uh, we didn't have a player, but it, am I tripping or is Declan Rice forty-one? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll say episode forty-one in honor of. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember thinking about it for a yeah. good while. 
Yeah, so player of the of the week, Declan Rice, uh, for for the sake of the pod number. For yeah. Yeah. Um, what a player, by the way. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, bad. he is number forty-one. But yeah, um, that's episode forty-one, Declan Rice, one of the top sixes in England right now. Yeah, if not I'd the, say top. the top six. Yeah, and um, again, forty-one. I'm Nestor. That's Henry. Yes, sir. And we're back next week. All right, guys. Cheers.